Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible Williams. And this is week two of our five week series on the genealogy of Jesus, God's loyalty from generation to generation. Amen. And we had such a wonderful start last week with Dr. Sandra Glahn, really starting to dig into now here in week two, some of these stories of yeah. individual humans yeah, and how they are definitely human. Yes. <laughs> There's no like fairy tale happening here. No heroes, no villains. Yeah, it just is just humans. People. Yeah. People. People that the Lord uses and... Yeah. guides and protects and saves and redeems. It's yeah. It's a good—I like getting to do a series like this that's so narrative-driven and like getting to like read these stories. Yeah, that is nice. I mean, I like all the studies that we do, but this has been and is actively like fun. Like I'm enjoying— Yeah. Fun, maybe not fun. There's some weird stories in here and some hard ones yeah. and yeah. Um, some head scratchers for sure. But I was actually talking with some friends last night at a campfire. Um, oh, that's nice. My, some friend, my sister and brother-in-law. So we kind of have like not personally, but for our kids, we have like a classical education background. I don't know if you're familiar, Amanda, with the trivium. I you use that word, and I if I feel like I know what it is, kind and of, then yeah. and then time passes, and I'm like, wait, what? Remind me again, like yeah. trivet, like yeah, you put a exactly. hot, hot pot on. So it's I think it might be like have like possibly like Greek roots, but like mm-hmm. the trivium is like this idea of kind of the way that we look at learning. Yeah. And yeah. so like we were having this conversation and I've actually like kind of been like unpacking this in my head for a little while now, but it's a good way to think about scripture reading. So the trivium kind of says that like there are like stages of learning and there's actually more yeah. than just the three, but like trivium, that's the try. Like, so there's these three basic stages of learning, grammar, logic, and rhetoric is what yes. you call them. See, now that So I that know. sounds familiar yes. to you. Okay. Okay. So the grammar stage of learning, that's like when we learn the who, what, where, when. Yes. And then the Facts, Yes, exactly. Maybe. And yeah. then like then logic comes into play where you're like, okay, well, what do I believe about these facts? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the rhetoric stage is like, well, how do these facts, these things that I believe interact with my life? Like application. So like if you think about like a doctor, like you have uh-huh. to go to the grammar stage first, right? Like you, you have, have to, to know the anatomy to know the facts. of the human body. Exactly. Or if you're a cellist, like you have to like learn how to play the notes, like yeah. or, or pianist. Like, whatever, like yeah. musically, scientifically, mathematically, like in these like courses of study, you have to go in order. Like the building blocks, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so I was thinking about that in the context of Bible reading. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that. And like, one of my thoughts was, I hope I'm never done with the grammar stage of yeah. scripture reading. Right. right? right. Like, yeah. I hope I am always, like, for as long as I live, studying like stories like the genealogies of Jesus. Like what does it mean? Like what is the who, what, where, when of scripture? Because like you and I were talking before we hit record and like I'm learning things. Like we'll get to like next week, but like the guy that gave the first sacrifice in the temple and like how he's like an ancestor of Jesus. Like there are these connections that we're still making as adults. Right. And so here's my other thought. I think that sometimes we are tempted as a culture or like as believers even sometimes to skip the grammar stage. Like I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we want to go straight to logic. We want to go, what do we believe? 
without finding out, like without the study of scripture. Or like sometimes we're thrown into a life reality where we have to go straight to rhetoric. Like how does scripture mm-hmm. interact with my circumstances? Mm-hmm. But we haven't studied and we don't know like what does scripture say? Mm-hmm. It's like you say, you. I think you said this last week, Amanda, you were like, first we ask like, what does it say? Mm-hmm. And then what does it say about God? And then what does it have to do? Like, how does that interact with me? Yeah. yeah. Or what does that mean for me? What does that mean yeah. for me? Yeah. Anyway, like, so that's like my little, like, here's what's been on my mind this week. I think that's really interesting. And it's a good way to kind of think about this material that we're in for this specific series. Yeah. Because it is a lot of like, who's who and who did what? And, you know, it's like Bible trivia, right. kind of, but it's not just. Bible trivia. And you're tempted to go like, well, how much do these stories matter? How much do these facts matter? But like what we're finding as Mm -hmm. we're reading these stories is like, oh, this matters a whole lot. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting to think about that, those phases of learning when it relates to God and to His Word, and then to also bear in mind and the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So that there are, because the Holy Spirit is God and mm-hmm. is who who He is, there are times, and I think that uh, oftentimes the beginning of our faith looks like this, where we come to faith, where we know that we know that we know something, yeah. but we can't explain yeah. why, like we don't have the grammar part of it. Yeah, I But like I that. think like bearing that in mind for faith as a whole, but then also looking at God's Word and going... And also, this is not chemistry, um, right? Right, right. But also, it is, we are learning. Yeah. And so I think there are, you know, we have to always, it's a both and. It's mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit absolutely reveals and instructs. And we have a responsibility and mm-hmm. a calling to, to be in God's word and to know it yeah. and to let it shape us. That's right. And so it's, it cannot, only be passive. I like what you yeah. said about like, I mean, like even just like my examples were like playing an instrument or like yeah, yeah. being a surgeon and like how there is a must order, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that like, I like what you pointed out about like, but this is different. Like this is the living and active word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. It is not tidy. Like mm-hmm. we are often thrown into the rhetoric stage of like, how does scripture interact with my life first before mm-hmm. ever opening scripture, right? Like I think that it's an interesting like theory to think about and discuss mm-hmm. and to go like, yeah, I agree in the value of always being a student of the Word. Like, right. That's what that helps me conclude. It doesn't mean, well, if you haven't read your Bible, then you're not ready to like— Or you're not really a believer. Then the Holy Spirit can't work in your life. That's right. Or, like, yeah. There's like, that has to get thrown out. Like, I mean, by and large, we don't have— much business making rules like that anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, where it's like, well, if you didn't do that, yeah. like the words, you know, then you must not be a Christian. Like, right. I just tend to not say those things yeah. because I am not God. Yeah. And I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm not God. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I loved about walking into the second week in our study book, I found it super helpful that the study book oriented us back to remembering that Every human is an image bearer yeah. of God. Yeah. And so as God's image bearers, there is a built-in instinct and calling that is given to us by our maker. Mm-hmm. And so the way that this is framed in the book is like, hey, keep in mind mm-hmm. what we just read last week in mm-hmm. Genesis about how people are 
an inheritance. You know, there, there are kind of three concepts that that will continue to show up in our reading: inheritance, legacy, and place. And how yeah, that's good. These are important in in the specific time that the people that we are reading about lived in, but also these are things that they were called to. Like remember the language of you're going to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and Mm -hmm. subdue it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into, even in our very first, on Monday's reading, we'll read about Abraham Mm -hmm. and how that concept of place. Yeah. But I mean, that's not new with Abraham. The Garden of Eden was, you know, established that like there is a place where we are meant to dwell and Mm -hmm. where God dwells. And And that we're separated from because of sin. That's right. That's right. So that was helpful to me to kind of, it helped me have a lens through which to read these stories, some of which I've read before, mm-hmm. or all of which I've read before, but some that I am more familiar with mm-hmm. than others. That's good. And so, yeah. And so, so inheritance, legacy, and place. As you're mm-hmm. reading this week, sort of like ask those questions or like l- keep your eye out for things that are about inheritance, legacy, and place, because it's all over, it's all over all of these stories, but like you're going to see all over right. this week. And how, how those, things motivate the people in the story mm-hmm. or how they're trying to make those things for themselves yeah, yeah. as opposed to the way that God has called them. I mean, I'm thinking to ahead to this week in the context of place and I'm thinking about like the Isaac sent his servants to the well to find yeah. a wife for him. Like mm-hmm. that is a place. Like I'm thinking about Abraham taking Isaac up Mount Moriah. Well, that place mm-hmm. is very significant in scripture here mm-hmm. in this moment and then also in the New Testament as we know, like that's where the temple is built. And like sense of place like, you know, God's calling Abraham out of his land and going like I actually have a new place for you and it's promised for you. Yeah. And then like Joseph story with Judah and like he's sold to Egypt and then in that new place all of like Israel and Jacob like the, all the 12 tribes of Israel relocate to this new place where they will eventually become enslaved and then freed like yeah. the the locations mm-hmm. in this week matter a ton. Yes. And it's not just like, well, it happened to happen here. No, 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 no. Like the locations are significant and they're not by accident. Yeah, I mean, they're part of the greater story, which is one of the things that we're learning in studying the genealogy of Jesus and the people in the genealogy of Jesus. They have individual stories, and God is at work in those individual stories, yeah. even when those stories are not pretty, yeah. which, you know, they aren't. There are moments where everyone's story, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Is, is not pretty. And also, God is at work in a larger sense yeah. in his redemption story through these yeah. individual people. And That's so right. there are so many layers yeah. to this. And so there's so much to learn. And we're not going to learn it all no. in this in this one read through of this of this reading plan. Um, but we are going to learn. That's right. And and we do have as followers of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit. And so as I was reading through this week's reading there were things that, you know, jumped off the page of me and I've like, how have I missed this before? Yeah. You know, and then, and I'm sure the same for you. And so that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Baseline. Yeah. We are here. We're just here to read God's word. That's right. So that we can know him. Yeah. And it's really fun to do that together. That's right. Yeah. Hey friends, do you want to keep opening your Bibles, but you're not sure where to start or what to read next? The She Reads Truth subscription box makes daily Bible reading 
easy. Sign up and we will send you our newest study book every month so that you never have to wonder what to read next. We will help you be a woman in the Word of God every day. Just visit shopshereadstruth.com slash subbox, that's S-U-B-B-O-X, and get your monthly subscription today. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for our text message program. That is the best way to get early bird access to all of our biggest deals, restock alerts, special offers, all the things. That's shopshereadstruth.com slash subbox. All right, back to the show. Let's talk about inheritance and legacy as it relates to this week. Which one do you want to go to next? I mean, those are the two. I was having a little bit of a hard time separating the two of those yeah. because they're so Seems related. Similar, like right at first blush. Yeah. yeah. But inheritance, you know, you get the story of Jacob and Esau, which right. is so strange. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a mother of twins, I'm like, this is very... There's a lot this of drama dynamic in this is story. A this, lot. Di- this dynamic is very complicated. Even that it's just like plain like, you know, that like Rebecca had a favorite. Like, right. Yes. And just like, and like truly like pitted her favorite against her other son. That's right. And I, you know, I even, I wrote, I was, I write myself notes sometimes, like questions to myself. Mm -hmm. And like, what would have happened if Rebecca and Jacob didn't deceive Isaac? Right. Right. And I think the answer to that is God would still have been faithful. Right. Jesus did not come into the world because Rebecca and Jacob made a way. Right, 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 right. Right? If there's like, one thing we know from reading that's this right. week's scripture, that is something we that's know. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, God would have provided. God would have kept his covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a note here, C2815. I wonder what that says. I don't know. Let's look. Mm-hmm. Look, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. This is the Lord speaking to Jacob at at Bethel. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land. Mm -hmm. There's the land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. So all of these stories... This is humans being humans and God being God. Mm -hmm. Humans are going to be humans and we are going to try to, we are going to have idols and we are going to act in our sinful nature and we are going to sometimes do the right thing and often do the wrong thing. But God is always God and God is always faithful and is always going to keep his covenant. That's right. That's right. Yes. So when I think of inheritance, I think of like New Testament conversations about inheritance that like we have this inheritance that's like undefiled, Mm -hmm. unfading, kept in heaven for us, that there's nothing that can be done to take that inheritance away from us. But like the building blocks of our understanding of inheritance Mm -hmm. really do come here from the Old Testament. This like what it means to be a firstborn and like how you were like fighting for that like firstborn position. And now we as believers, Gentile believers, no less, like we actually get first position. Like we, we don't have to fight for it. Like it has been won for us. Yes. I think that's incredible. We are recipients. Yeah. Yeah. With legacy, like, Legacy is also built into our humanity. Yes. Like when, you know, God called the first humans to be fruitful and multiply. Well, that is part of the way that we are created. Yeah. And it is not, we all either are someone or know someone who that is not a part of our story. Yeah. 
And so I want us to be careful not to, like you said, like not to, don't skip to the, what is this saying about me? Right. But let's read these stories for what is this saying about God? And so when we get to Tamar's story, right, it is a complicated story, you guys, and you're mm-hmm. going to read it on Friday. Um, it's and kinda, if you're anything like this, you're going to like draw emojis in your like margin or like have question questions in your margin. Yeah. And exclamation points. And, you but can interact with this. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So she is Judah's daughter-in-law. Yeah. And her husband dies, mm-hmm. and it is Judah's job mm-hmm. as the father of her late husband mm-hmm. to provide for her another husband so that she can have a line, a lineage, yeah. and, and children. And he promises to do that, and then he does not mm-hmm. do that. He does not act honorably, repeatedly. Yes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so she takes matters into her own hands. And it's such a difficult story, especially, I think, you know, for women, for us as women to read, and so removed from that time mm-hmm. and place in which the story occurred. But again, the things that these really intense longings and desires that are in the people in the stories that we're reading in the lineage of Jesus, these desires for place mm-hmm. and inheritance and legacy, that is not accidental mm-hmm. because these are means by which mm-hmm. God is bringing about the story of redemption that's and right. about bringing Jesus, yeah. the Savior of the world. Yeah, that's right. It's interesting. Like there, are, I haven't counted, but like we have at least a dozen, maybe twenty, like mm-hmm. names that like humans whose stories mm-hmm. we're reading this week. I, I don't actually have a count, but it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And Amanda, you mentioned a bit ago. You know, this story is about God's faithfulness. <laughs> this is like this is a story about these people and their lives and their decisions and their actions. But like yeah. through and through, it is God's faithfulness. And it reminds me. Last week, I was sitting down with a twenty-something, a next gen or Gen mm-hmm. X, Gen Z. I don't know. I can't I remember. Get confused. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> um, but just like a lovely young woman. And as she just sat down, we didn't really know each other well, but I just kind of said like, hey, like what's going on? Like, how can I pray for you? And she started to tell me this like really hard story that she's walking Mm. through right now. And as she was, you know, just kind of, as I was just listening, I was also praying and I was just like, Lord, like, what can you say to her through me? Mm -hmm. Um, How can we encourage her? And after she, you know, kind of was just like, so like, so this is what's hard right now. And I just remember like asking her, this is a hard season. I like, I super acknowledge that. And I said, but what do you know about God? Do you know that you know that you know that at the end of the season, you will be able to say that God was faithful? Mm. Will you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, based on what you know of God and what you know from Him in Scripture and your relationship with Him, are you sure that however this season ends, that He, you will be able to report that God was faithful to you? And she said, yeah. Mm. And I said, okay, what else do we know? Will you, at the end of this season, be able to report that you were faithful? And I kind of like stopped her and I was like, the answer is no. Like the answer is no. Like we we are just, we are like, we're reading this in scripture. We are not faithful people. We're not fully faithful people. We cannot. And we, and so I just said like my prayer for you, and I think like a prayer that I want to encourage you to pray is just like, Lord, make me faithful. Yeah. Like, Lord, cover me with your blood. Like, cover me in all of my ways that I fall short. But, Lord, also, like, teach me to be faithful. Like, in this season, like, how can I walk with you faithfully, even though this is really, really hard? And it made me think about, like, okay, like, that question, Amanda, that you and I ask, like, if this can't be preached, 
to in different times and different places, mm-hmm. then is it gospel? Right. And so, like, even as we're reading these stories of like Sarah and mm-hmm. Tamar and Abraham and Isaac and Rebecca, like all of these people, humans mm-hmm. that lived on the timeline right. of, of history. Like if I were sitting across from one of them and to say, like, at the end of the story, do you know that God will have been faithful? Yeah. And the answer is yes. And then it's just like that encouragement of like, Lord, show me how to be faithful. Right. Teach me to be more like you. Yeah. And I think if, you know, if the answer to those questions is, I want to say yes, but this is such a hard season that I don't know that I can say yes to that. Exactly. Then the answer is still... Lord, show me. Yep. Show me who you are. Yep. Remind me. There were times where I knew that I knew that I knew. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that right now. Yep. Because I'm looking around mm-hmm. and it does not, I am having a hard time seeing evidence that you are good, mm-hmm. that you're strong, that you're faithful, that you're just. So show that to me. Yep. Give me eyes to see that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if we've learned anything (laughs) over the years in trials, it's that we don't have to put on a brave face for God. Like, God Mm -hmm. knows our Mm -hmm. hearts and sees them, and we will have moments where we just feel defeated. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, Mm -hmm. Jesus is in us, and Jesus is not defeated. Yeah. And our faith does not rely on our feelings. It just does not. So glad. I am so glad. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I mean, we talked about at the top of this episode, like in our lives, there are times where we actually like, it's hard to see how God is being faithful or like how he could be faithful in this. And that is why we have scripture. Right. Because there's not a single story in scripture where in which God was not faithful. Yeah. And so even if we can't see it in our own lives, if we know that we are serving the God of Abraham, right. the God of Isaac, the God of Rebecca, the God of Tamar, like right. if we are serving Yahweh, then he hasn't changed. And so right. even if we can't see and find and trace his faithfulness just yet in our own stories, we can look back and know right. that like he hasn't changed from the faithful God that he was in scripture. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at this passage from Genesis 12 that we'll read today on Monday, where God is making His covenant with Abraham. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Mm. And we know that there were moments where Abraham had to wonder. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that really what's happening? Because I'm looking around and it doesn't seem like that. But we also know that God didn't leave Abraham and that Abraham, it's, I mean, the scripture says, like, Abraham believed. Yeah. And it was credited to him as righteousness. And we know that that blessing that is promised, that is Jesus. And so we have to read these stories. It is appropriate to read these stories and really get get lost in the story. Mm-hmm. And I want to know more about this story. And then it is also appropriate to lift up and lift out and say, I also know this story is about Jesus. And so how? Yeah. Start to connect those logic dots, yeah, right? That's right. All right, friends, that is week two. But for you, it is just the beginning. That's right. If you're listening to this on Monday, you've got a beautiful 
week of scripture ahead of you, being a woman or man in the Word of God every day, y'all, these stories, this is your chance to be in the grammar stage of learning, but it doesn't have to, it's not siloed. Like you're also in logic, you're also in rhetoric. Learn these stories because you're learning your God, like first and foremost, and like overall, like you are reading the stories of a faithful God who hasn't changed, who was faithful here and is faithful this very day. That said, come back next week. We've got a great guest. Angie Smith is joining us for week three of the Genealogy of Jesus. But until next week, Amanda, what do we tell our friends? You all, keep opening your Bibles. Amen. Mm-hmm.